Welcome in to the Get Out of Porn Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. I apologize for not having an episode last week. Of course, it was Thanksgiving. I did not get around to it. I thought I was going to get to it on Friday and, and be able to edit and put it out on Saturday. That didn't happen. Ended up being sick. Family was sick. All of that. And so I am recording this on Monday, and I think I'm going to release it the same day. And I'm hoping to have another one ready for you by Saturday. As I said a few weeks back, I think I got maybe two, three more in the tank for right now until I come up with something different or something better. So for this week's episode, and and the first of this week, I suppose, what should have been last week's episode, I want to talk about withdrawal symptoms. This was a question posed to me by a friend and said, can you touch on withdrawal symptoms and, and maybe just discuss that? How do we get past them? What does that look like? And that's a very fair question because... Porn addiction, as I've said before, isn't recognized in the DSM-5, and so people say porn addiction isn't real. A lot of scientists and such say porn addiction isn't real. Well, it has all the markings of classic addiction. Therefore, I do think that it is real, and the withdrawal symptoms are one of these. They may not be as severe as if you were withdrawing from alcohol or drugs or whatever it may be where you are literally, your life is in danger. At the same time, there are absolutely withdrawal symptoms. This is just from addictionhelp.com. Mood swings, anxiety, insomnia, cravings, depression, loss of libido, fatigue. I'm going to go through those one by one because a lot of these I've experienced on my own. So this is coming from, obviously, addictionhelp.com. I've looked into this from other ones and had my own list. This is a pretty good uh, comprehensive list, I would say, here. I've experienced a lot of these things. I've worked with a lot of these things as I worked with a lot of clients. Porn addiction withdrawal symptoms are very real. When you get used to looking at this consistently, regularly, and you're masturbating to it, and this becomes the thing that you run to when you're stressed, when you're bored, when you're lonely, when you're tired, whatever it may be, we've talked about triggers, how those things come together, that doesn't just stop. The triggers are grooves in the in the mind. These pathways that when you're stressed, you run to porn. So what happens when you don't run to porn? This is withdrawal symptoms. Your brain starts to kind of feel broken, and it's like, uh, 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 like I'm... Uh, where else am I supposed to go, right? And that's very much the feeling internally. And so we start having these mood swings. Our stress comes out in different ways. It's insomnia, right? Where we used to watch porn before bed. That's a way to relax. That's a way to calm ourselves and get ready to fall asleep. Okay, what happens when you stop that? Now there's insomnia. Now it goes to all the thoughts you didn't want to to be thinking at nighttime. All the things that make it difficult to sleep start coming up. Then you start feeling sweaty. Then you start feeling maybe the the body aches. I've heard that happening as well, where depending on how addicted you are, there are body aches and things like that. Maybe the anxiety comes on really strong. You've you've been running from stress, and the anxiety comes on real strong. Or maybe you, you start to have these mood swings. The anxiety or whatever it may be that you've been going to porn for, you're no longer having it, and you start having mood swings. Now you're lashing out in anger, or you find that you go from from happy to sad really fast. You know, that's really weird. So you're having these drastic mood swings. That's absolutely happened when you're quitting porn because you're used to using porn as a regulatory thing. When you become sympathetic, parasympathetic from a nervous system perspective, you use this to regulate. So if you are sympathetic and, and meaning like high levels of emotion, you use porn to bring you down. If you're going into depression, going dorsal, you're going down, you use porn to bring you up. When you remove porn from that, your foundation, which you realize, is very, very thin. So trying to find that foundation that porn usually helps you get back into for at least for a second before you shoot right through it, now you don't have that. You don't have porn to get back to it. And so it's very difficult, and you find yourself going sympathetic, parasympathetic, sympathetic, parasympathetic very quickly. The cravings are horrid. They are just horrible. Uh, There's no easy way to put it. When you quit porn... This is the, I would say, really for the first month, you are going to have the hardest time 
saying no to yourself. What it's going to feel like is white knuckle change. This is why we talk so much about working on the trauma, making sure you have accountability structure in place, all, all sorts of things like that. But the cravings are incredibly strong. Like the brain has formed these pathways like the size of the Grand Canyon. So when you drop the marble in, it's used to going there. When you stop, all that marble wants to do is run back to the Grand Canyon that you created. Just give me porn, give me porn, give me porn, give me porn. Let me at least masturbate. And we start kind of talking with ourselves and we, we start telling ourselves all these things as to, well, it's not going to be that bad, or, or what if I just looked here, or what if it wasn't, I didn't go to the hardcore stuff, but I went to the softcore, or maybe I just envisioned things, and I was fantasizing, but I wasn't looking at porn. Can that be good? No. All of this is sexual acting out behavior. All of this is feeding the addiction, feeding the cravings, so we have to cut that off at the source. The cravings are going to be very difficult. We have to Again, have accountability structure. We have to have a plan in place for when the cravings hit. And we have to understand why am I craving this and what was the underlying need that I've been avoiding for years maybe. What really pushed me into porn and why am I still running to it when I'm struggling? When I'm, when I'm sad, when I'm tired, when I'm hungry, when I'm stressed, when I'm lonely, when I'm bored. Whatever it may be, the cravings are going to hit strongest in those moments. So if you're bored, stay busy. Stay busy for the next month you know, week, two weeks, month, whatever it may be, stay busy for as long as you need so as to get past the time of craving. Doesn't mean that you're still not going to have moments of craving, but the the spike, the initial difficulty of getting out of the cravings is going to hit probably within two weeks to a month. After that, it's not that it gets a ton easier, but it does get easier because your brain does start to rewire. They say 90 days uh, is a good rewiring set or a dopamine reset. So if you can make it 90 days without any of that, a lot of times that resets it. But as I've said before, a lot of guys get to day 89 or even day 91 and they fall because they're not looking at it appropriately. So be careful with that. But 90 days to help set reset the cravings can help. Depression is a big one that I see that guys get very depressed. And the reason why is porn has been what's kept you from feeling lonely. Porn has been what's kept you from feeling all the negative emotions, all the all the lower emotions that you have not wanted to feel. When you're not running to it, now you just have to sit in those. It's not fun. It's not good. But it is necessary. It is necessary. Depression is going to hit. That's why accountability and having such a good uh, group of guys around you that can rally around you and help you through these difficult times is so important. The other thing is use the time that you were looking at porn to get busy doing other things, uh, creating and, and being very... Uh, goal-oriented and and task-oriented, where you make a to-do list and you stay busy doing those things, but it's also helping us grow our our self-esteem into, hey, I can get things done. I'm a guy who doesn't sit around and watch porn all day. I'm a guy who gets things done. So get things done. That's going to help with depression. Depression for men a lot of times is learned helplessness. I can't do anything. I'm, I'm stuck. Where am I supposed to go? It's that or loneliness really leads to depression. Neither of those are good, and, and both of those are going to lead you, like the, the loneliness and the, wow, I've wasted my life, or I don't know anything, or whatever it may be, where you're not actually achieving things in life, that's going to contribute to the depression. So we want to make sure we tackle that. Loss of libido is another one. This is kind of a weird one, because you would think that, you know, this goes against the cravings, where the libido very much ramps up. However, there are times, specifically if you've been caught, where the libido just drops out. This is something to be very careful about because a lot of guys have this moment where, man, I haven't even wanted to look at porn. Okay, maybe that goes for two weeks, three weeks, a month, maybe even a little bit longer. And we all have these periods where 
we kind of dip and, and sometimes up to six months where I just don't even want sex. I don't want porn. I don't want any of it. And it slowly creeps back in. It's because we didn't actually do the real work of, of getting rid of it. A lot of times we were scared straight. We decided, you know, this isn't what I want. And for whatever reason, the brain seems to click into place where that's not what we want. But if we don't ever come to the reasons why we ran to it in the first place, usually that doesn't stick around. Usually you find yourself having this loss of libido and hey, that seems great. It's like, I, I'll take a loss of libido. I'll take this reduced sex drive. Well, that's great until it's not. Because to be honest with you, the reduced sex drive is difficult because if you are married and you don't want sex with your wife, then you are actually feeling lonely in the marriage. You're not meeting her needs and you aren't really having her meet yours because your needs aren't, aren't there. You've cut yourself off from all of it. A lot of times this has to do with a negative view of sex, which is also uh, a very negative. Obviously, that's not good. Sometimes it has to do with erectile dysfunction, which maybe you go to the doctor for or what a lot of guys do and and you know porn causes the erectile dysfunction but it also seems to quote unquote cure it well i don't i, I don't have these problems i don't have ed when i'm looking at porn yeah that's because porn's not real that's because it's super normal stimuli and it's and it's helping you in that area quote unquote not helping but it feels like it is so if you're having this reduced sex drive if you're having erectile dysfunction if you're having you know there's a loss of libido just recognize this may be for a time but a lot of guys get tricked into thinking, this is a withdrawal symptom I can live with. Not in the long term. Not in the long term. This is something that you want to work through and you want to come to a very positive view of sex and, and learn to give back to your wife in a positive way. Another withdrawal symptom, and I think the last on their list, is fatigue. Yes, you will be very, very tired. You will be cranky. This speaks to the mood swings. But you will also be very tired. This comes from insomnia. Um, you know, you're, you're struggling sleeping at night. All you want to do is, is just act out. But your body has a physical toll taken on it. The body aches. Sometimes guys get fevers. They break out in sweats, things like that, from withdrawal symptoms from porn. These things are very real. A lot of people deny this, that this takes place. But things like fatigue are very real. you got to watch out for this because this is what's going to draw you back into porn. When we go from, man, if I stub my toe, I run to porn. If I have a little paper cut, I run to porn. Well, now you're having serious issues. Your body actually is kind of revolting to this. And the only thing that you feel is going to fix it is porn. And couple this with all the cravings, man, you're absolutely going to want this no matter what. So the best thing you can do, once again, is to get yourself accountable, understand your triggers, get yourself somebody who is going to check in regularly, especially for the first two weeks, three weeks, a month. Get them to check in maybe even every single day. I would join a 12-step a program where they can start working. You can get a sponsor. You can get other fellows that you can call, whatever it may be. As I've spoken on before, some of those can be a little bit difficult, a little bit tricky. I would do my research on which ones you think of joining. However, to work through some of these withdrawal symptoms that definitely take place, we want to make sure we have a plan, a structured plan in place. It's the same guy that tries to, to go dry, right? The alcoholic who just tries to cold turkey it. If you don't have a plan in place, you could die. Well, okay. You may not die from this if you cold turkey quit porn. However, it's really difficult to do, and it's not a recipe for success most of the time because a lot of times it's white-knuckle change where you're just squeezing and hoping to hang on. No, we need to have a legitimate plan in place. I would also journal through whatever you're feeling in the moment. So you wake up and you go, man, I or, or maybe at night, I really, really want this. I'm going to leave the phone out of the room, my laptop, my, my tablet, whatever it is, out of the room. I'm going to ask somebody to, to take it for them or from me to put it in their room, and I'm going to use this time to just journal, to pray, to meditate. I'm going to recognize and accept that I'm feeling 
this insomnia, that I'm feeling this fatigue, that I'm feeling this anxiety, I'm feeling this this heavy craving. I'm going to accept that that is the case, and I'm going to just sit in it for a second. Sitting in it never killed anybody. It may seem counterintuitive. Well, don't I want to get away from it? Yes, you know, you want to stay busy, but at the same time, sometimes, especially if you're alone at night, you just need to sit and be still. Just recognize that this is all part of the process, and remember to give yourself a lot of credit. I'm quitting porn, and I'm proud of myself for this. This is something my past self may not have been ready for. I'm ready to quit porn. So I'm going to feel this. I know the cravings. I'm feeling the depression. I'm feeling the anxiety, whatever it is. This is all part of the process. I'm going to journal this. I'm going to call somebody. I'm going to reach out. I'm, I'm going to you know record a voice memo or a video as I vlog this entire process, whatever it may be. I, I, I don't know what your process needs to be. All I know is sometimes it's okay to just sit with the withdrawal symptoms for a time, feel them, accept them, and recognize this is all part of the work that it takes for me to break free, and I'm proud of myself for putting the work in. That doesn't mean that they're naturally going to go away. No, I mean, withdrawal symptoms are withdrawal symptoms. They're very difficult to get to go away. However, meet the emotional needs, and you'll find that the withdrawal symptoms drastically decrease. Drastically decrease. Sometimes that's done through journaling. Sometimes it's done by reaching out to somebody. Sometimes that's done by you doing something that you're going to be proud of. Clean your room. Take on some to-do list tasks that you've been pushing off for a long time. Whatever it is. But give yourself credit and really build your emotion, build your self-esteem, build your, your worthiness of love, all of those things, and recognize that this is all part of the process. It will not always stay this way. So I realized that, man, this, this is difficult. How long these withdrawal symptoms last it really depends on how long you've been looking at porn, depends on how much you've been consuming, how much is this every single day, is it once or twice a week, once or twice a month? Well, if you're looking at it once a month, yeah, the withdrawal symptoms aren't going to be that bad. If you're looking at it five times a day, they're going to be very bad. So just be aware of that. If you're looking at hardcore internet pornography, that's going to be harder to get away from than maybe some of the softcore stuff when you just got into it. So the the dependence on porn is very much up and down, right? Uh, very up and down. So I can't speak to, well, this is what it's going to be like for you. This is how long it's going to last. This is how severe it's going to be. I don't know. It just depends on how extreme or how severe the addiction was. So coming to the end of this, just recognize withdrawal symptoms are a very real thing. That's, that's all it comes down to. Recognize they're a very real thing. Have a plan to get rid of this. This is another thing as I was scrolling the addiction help that I forgot to mention. Exercise is a great one. Exercise, exercise, exercise. Get out there, pump iron, go for a run, do whatever it is that's going to tire you out. Yes, you say, I'm already fatigued. Well, find the, the gumption to get up and to work out and to give yourself that. It's going to build you mentally and emotionally and make you proud of yourself, but it's also going to help you physically. And it's going to tire you out, so maybe you're, you're more ready to go to sleep at night, whatever it is, instead of staying up. Things like that are very helpful. I'm not big into medication. Uh, some people, I guess there are medications or such that may be able to help, but I not much. I don't think there's anything specifically that I can think of right right off the bat. The depression, if it lasts for a long time, some people are tempted, or the anxiety to run a medication, I just think that probably means you need therapy if that's taking place. But once again, be aware of this. Be aware of how it's affecting you. Be okay with how the withdrawal symptoms are affecting you because this is all part of the process of you breaking free. Be proud of yourself for being on that path. So with that, I'm going to wrap up. I have another one coming, hopefully Saturday, and I will look to talk to you then. Thanks for listening.